I'm Joshua Cash, and this is Wrong Opinion. Weak societies fall for this. This episode is going to be a little bit, a little bit different. Not a lot, a little bit. You might, you might uh, realize that until we get to the end, and you're going to be like, oh, I see what he did here. I see what he did here. But for now, you're going to be a little confused. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you're not. But weak societies fall for this. I have a message from the CDC. I wear a mask because I care about the health and well-being of those around me. I wear a mask because I might not know that I'm sick. Yo uso una máscara para mi familia y la comunidad. I wear a mask because I want to keep others safe. I wear a mask because I want to protect everybody. I wear a mask because too many people who look like me are getting sick and dying from COVID-19. I've grown fond of seeing people smile with their eyes. It's a beautiful experience in these times. Do it for their futures. Even if you don't have to, I hope you choose to. I wear a mask because I really want to get a haircut soon. That was a message from the CDC. Very serious, very serious music, very serious people, although they may not look it and they may not sound it, but these are very serious and virtuous people. They are better than you. That's for sure. They're better than me. So right now what I'm doing for you is I'm painting you a picture. And with that picture, you're going to start seeing a pattern with everything else I talk about. And then, in the end, you're going to see where I was going with this all along. It's something I've been thinking about for the past two or three days. That's why I didn't do a podcast yesterday. Also, yesterday, I was watching all of the hearings. There's hearings everywhere. There's uh, And they all start blending into one to me. So that <laughs> maybe that's by design because then you start to think, oh, maybe the whole, the whole election was a fraud. Even in certain states that Trump won, there had to have been massive fraud. They had to have tried. So... That video from the CDC is what is sponsoring this episode today. They paid me to play that for you. I'm kidding. I wish. I wish. I wish they didn't know what this was and they just paid me to play that for you. But I want to start after that video. I'm pretty much done. You get where I'm going with this, I get. I, I think. But that's part of the whole picture. I, want, I, I saw this tweet from Casey Neistat. He's kind of like the first version of David Dobrik. He... He's a, a vlogger, and he has a huge following. I think he's in his 40s already, and it's just funny that that's still his job. I mean, look, all power to him. He's making millions of dollars from doing this. I think he was rich to begin with, but he tweeted something the other day that I saw many people reacted to, and I read it, and I'm like, yeah, this is, that's stupid. That's a stupid – that's a dumb take. It's a, it's a low IQ take of someone attempting to be curious but I admire it either way. I mean, put out these questions. I, I would rather have interesting questions posed than the constant regurgitation of the media, the news that we're the news cycle that we're in. So Casey Neistat put out this this tweet, and like I said, I I read it and I forgot about it. And then a couple nights ago, I was thinking about the next episode, and I was like, wait, that reminds me of this thing that someone DM'd me and then this other thing I saw and then this other interaction I had with someone, this is all starting to, I'm connecting the dots with their certain things. So let me just read this tweet for you. 
and then we can we i'm gonna riff off of it i'm gonna riff off of it so he tweeted a, a few days ago if you could be born at any time in history when would it be explain so right off the bat that's nostalgia that's people people have always been nostalgic um it's we we you know a lot of the times we remember bad times but we also remember good times for instance if you had a good childhood there's bad things that happened throughout your childhood because that's just human experience but the good things will overshadow the bad things so as humans we like to focus on bad things especially when it comes to news but in our memories unless we were really traumatized we're very we're very fond of the good times i think that's why there's this infantilized infantilized uh, generation the millennials the the zoomers they they're heavily infantilized not only because of the content that they produce uh, that for for young people now, it's it's just very bizarre, very, um, very cookie cutter and childish. I mean, yes, it's produced for children, but it's this perverted version of what it means to be a child. What people don't realize is that kids can handle a lot more than than they let on than than you think. They they uh, and and they it, it allows them to to garner skills earlier and to grow up a little bit quicker. And yes, we don't want to expose overexpose things to kids, and we want to keep sort of a mystique uh, about cer- certain things. Like that's why we we teach them about Santa and the Tooth Fairy and all that. So kids are supposed to be kids, but at the same time, they can be ex- they can experience things that they. Um, that all this content that's produced for them is uh, is ignoring, and it's also a subversion of of uh, it's a way to subvert children. So right off the bat, that tweet is nostalgic. It's about nostalgia, but it goes further. So he goes, "For me, 1900 fight in World War One, Roaring Twenties, Great Depression, fight in World War Two." Then experience the 50s and 60s in my 50s and 60s. Enjoy my twilight years with the modern conveniences of the 70s and die in the 80s before all this internet bullshit begins. And then he wrote, close second place would be 49 BCE, campaign with Caesar and the Gaelic Wars. There was a backlash with this tweet because a lot of people were saying that he uh, wouldn't be able to survive those things. And, and, and he's a little bit he's a little bit delusional to think that he can not only fight in world war one and survive but then fight in world war two and survive and then you know that's his ideal life but what i see with this is that people crave meaning we we live in such a meaningless time we live in such a self-absorbed self-centered time where everyone's a narcissist and so is he i mean i guess so am i i'm doing a show i i I assume you care about my opinion and i assume many more other people will care about my opinion hence I want my followers to grow. I want my audience to grow. I, I want the paying audience to grow as well. But people do crave meaning. And you're not going to gain get, gain meaning in life by filling out TPS reports on Excel sheets for your boss in a 9 to, f- nine to 5. And that's how most people experience life. Um, you know, our country... At least before Trump, the manufacturing was going down. We weren't really making anything. Our economy is based on consumption. There was a, a tweet going around last week how most of the GDP is like 80% of the GDP in this country comes from three major metropolitan areas or something like that. I'm oversimplifying it. And then the so-called heartland of America that farms 
and build stuff is is 20% of the the GDP but what people don't realize is that consuming is part of the GDP so consumption is and we are we don't make anything anymore we don't really make anything yes manufacturing is going up because of Trump but it's I don't think it's really ever going to go back to the glory days cuz we're competing with China and all these other countries that use slave labor so people crave meaning in life and that is what i got from this tweet yes it's kind of a low iq take um and yes everyone experiences nostalgia but what he is probably not realizing is the fact that what he wants is camaraderie with other men uh it's not like we're wired to want to fight war or to enjoy fighting war we we don't. We, we, we like family. We like um, peace and we like all these things, but we fight if we have to. And many times throughout history, people had to. People had to defend their land. If you look at any old civilization, the first thing they did was create a barrier to their, to their city. To, you know, every, every of these cities had walls, giant, massive walls. So, what he is talking about without realizing is camaraderie. It's meaning, meaning through hardship. And I thought that that was very interesting. So then I want to go to the next thing. I posted this meme. Very simple meme. It's an again, it's an over memes are oversimplification of of truths. That's what jokes are as well. They're observations of things that are true and they're so obvious, and you're like, how did I not think about that? And those, that's what makes a really good comedian. It's when they point out things that are so true, but they're so obvious, and they're so part of our daily life that you almost ignore them, and then a comedian will, will point it out, and you'll be like, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. So that's what memes are also. So I found a meme, and I posted it. I didn't even, there was no caption or anything. I just posted it, and it said, public art in 1762, and it's a beautiful sculpture with giant columns in the back. And it obviously it took a lot of skill to make that. And and you, you had to be a master craftsman. And then it cuts to a meme. It looks like in the same area from uh, 2014, public art in 2014. It's a giant inflatable butt plug. Oh no, that's it. That's all you get for the podcast, the free version of the podcast. If you wanna watch or listen to the full episodes, Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash rongop. It means a lot. Every subscription helps a ton. I love you. Bye.